Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, Doc on the Run, a sports medicine podiatrist, an expert in foot and ankle injuries and running biomechanics. But more importantly to you, I'm a real runner, a marathoner, and an Ironman triathlete. I take care of patients and train for Ironmans in San Francisco, so I can only see so many patients. But I created this podcast for you, so that you can benefit from all of my training and experience, so that you can learn more about your running injuries. If you're here to learn more about foot and ankle injuries and how to keep running, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Doc on the Run. Now let's get started. Icing. Icing can dramatically decrease the amount of inflammation in your heel and your plantar fascia. The simplest way to ice your heel is to just put an ice pack on the floor and rest your heel on it. If you keep an ice pack in the freezer at work, you can do this several times a day while you're working at a desk. And if you're going to ice your heel this way, you should apply the ice for about 10 minutes at a time and you should do this several times a day. A soft ice pack or a frozen family-sized bag of peas, that both works great. Whether it's a soft ice pack or frozen peas, when you ice this, the peas are mobile enough so that they can contour around the heel and the bottom of the heel, the sides of the heel as your foot sinks down into the bag, and then you can refreeze it repeatedly. Just make sure you don't eat it. And this is likely the easiest way, but it's not really the most effective. So given that, most of the, one of the most common questions I hear from patients about icing is, you know, how should I do this? What's most effective? Should I use a frozen water bottle, a chemical ice pack? What's really the best way to ice the plantar fascia and the heel? And believe it or not, there are nearly a hundred medical articles and chapters in sports medicine textbooks that discuss the benefits of ice to help heel sprains like plantar fasciitis. And overwhelmingly, doctors agree that applying ice helps, but they don't all agree on the exact method. Now, if you have plantar fasciitis, you need to know what's really proven to prevent the most benefits so you can get back to normal as quickly as possible. So here's the deal. Studies actually show that the most effective use of ice is in short duration. 10 minutes of ice out of each hour appears to be the best method of treatment. Applying ice in short durations like this actually keeps the internal muscle temperature lower, stops the inflammation, but it allows the skin to warm up enough between treatments so that it can prevent the possibility of any kind of skin injury like frostbite. So to ice your heel, here's the best way to do it. You should take a thin terry cloth towel or washcloth and put it under cold running water to get it wet. And then you rinse the ice pack and wrap it up in the towel. As an alternative, you can just put ice cubes inside the wet towel. Melting ice water actually soaking through a towel like this is the most effective way to ice the heel in the plantar fascia. Then you just place the towel against the skin and the ice over the heel. Now the ice should wrap and cover the whole area of the heel from the arch to the bottom of the heel all the way to the back of the heel. And this image here actually shows you the areas that you really want to try to cover with the, um, the ice when you're wrapping it up and trying to ice it like this. If you wrap an ace wrap bandage around the wet towel, you can secure it in place. And this is much easier and more effective than trying to hold it in place with your hand. You just leave the ice pack on the sore heel for about 10 minutes and you repeat this process once every hour as long as you're awake for the rest of the day. You may not think you have time to do this, you know, you don't want to sit around icing your heel all day, but do it as often as you can. And the redness in this area actually shows the painful area of the heel that you're trying to cover with the ice. So again, place the ice pack over the tender area, wrap it up with an ace bandage to hold it in place, and then leave this in place for 10 minutes. A one word of caution, be careful when you get up and start walking after you apply ice to your foot and your heel. Researchers actually found that reflexes and motor control can be impaired for up to 30 minutes after you apply ice to your foot like this. This could put your risk of stumbling and re-injuring your plantar fascia when you start walking again. Contrast baths. Although icing can help reduce inflammation, there is something that's even better than icing. You're listening to the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment written by the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain. When runners with heel pain get help from Dr. Segler through a virtual doctor visit, they ask the same questions. How do I know I really have plantar fasciitis? What do I have to do to get my heel pain to go away? How can I stay fit and keep running while I heal my plantar fasciitis? Dr. Segler wrote the book on runner's heel pain specifically so any runner like you could get the same answers he gives to patients he sees in person. He wanted to create a way you could get $500 worth of expert advice for less than the cost of a copay right now, without waiting for some doctor's office to open. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment This book will teach you exactly how the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain helps runners run and heal. Get the Kindle version on Amazon today for only $14.95. Alright, welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Contrast Baths Although icing can help reduce inflammation, there is something that's even better than icing. Now, a much more effective icing regimen is called contrast baths. And contrast baths are one of the simplest and most effective treatments to stop inflammation that causes heel pain. Contrast baths basically consist of alternating submersions of cold and hot temperatures to remove inflammatory fluid and stop new inflammatory fluid from accumulating around your heel. Contrast baths work like this. You begin by putting your foot in icy water, and the cold temperature actually shrinks down all the tissues and pinches off the blood vessels and stops the blood flow. Then after a few minutes, you take your foot out of the cold water and submerge it directly in hot water, and the dramatic change in temperature causes all the blood vessels to open very quickly, and the sudden influx of blood flow flushes out the inflammatory fluid. You can repeat this a few times, alternating between hot and cold. Then in the final stages of the session, you submerge your foot in the ice water Water, and the cold temperature slows down the blood flow and halts the inflammation in the foot, the heel, and the plantar fascia. Here are the exact directions on how to perform the contrast baths. First, take a towel and place it on the floor in front of a comfortable chair where you're going to sit for the contrast bath routine. The towel is just going to help make sure that you don't make a mess. You can take two pans of water. They have to be large enough for your foot to be submerged completely up to the ankle. Fill one pan with cold tap water and then add a single tray of ice cubes to make it cold enough. Then fill the other pan with hot water at about 100 degrees, hot like a hot tub. The temperature should never exceed 104 degrees. Now you have to place your hand in the hot water and confirm that it's hot, but not too hot to tolerate, or you have to check it with a thermometer. The reason this is necessary is that when you take your foot out of the cold water and put it directly in the hot water, the hot water is going to feel extremely hot. And part of this has to do with the extreme difference in temperature between the hot and cold pans of water. But if you haven't confirmed for sure that you can be able to safely tolerate the temperature, you could burn yourself just because you know it's supposed to be really hot and it's going to feel hot and their patients have been injured doing this. So take your foot out and you put it in the cold water for three to five minutes. You have to start with the cold water. Then after those minutes, you just take it out, put it directly in the hot water and then take the foot back out, put it in the cold water for two or three minutes. Then take your foot out and put it in the hot water for another two or three minutes. And then you take your foot out of the hot water, go back to the cold water for another three to five minutes. You have to end with the cold water. Now this whole contrast bath routine is going to take about 20 or 30 minutes total, including setup and cleanup. Now the warm water should feel better than the cold water when you're doing the contrast bath soaks, but it's critical that you start and end with the cold water soaks. 
I've had several patients actually tell me that the contrast baths made their heel pain worse. And in every single case, when I asked the patients to explain to me the exact routine that they were performing, they admitted that they left their foot in the hot water at the end. And they always said that the hot water felt good and soothing and felt like it was somewhat healing. So they decided to end the routine there. The problem with ending the contrast bath routine with your foot in the hot water is it'll leave the blood vessels fully dilated. So it increases the blood flow to your foot and your heel. And because you've had chronic inflammation in the bottom of the heel because of your plantar fasciitis, your body starts pumping fluid down there and you get all this fluid pumping down there over the next few hours after the contrast bath. And the collection of inflammatory fluid causes the heel to hurt much worse the next day. As a result, when you wake up in the morning, you actually have worse heel pain than you did the day before. Now, this is predictable if you leave your foot in the hot water. That's why it's necessary to put your foot in the cold water at the end of the contrast bath routine. Now, the contrast baths are most effective when performed at the end of the day. Doing the contrast baths right before you go to bed will stop all that inflammation at your heel at the most beneficial time. Because for the next eight hours or so, you're gonna be asleep, not walking around on the heel. You won't be activating the muscles in the feet to stimulate increased blood flow. You'll be flat, so there's no pooling of blood in your feet or your heel due to gravity, and your heart rate decreases as you sleep. Your blood pressure goes down, which further slows the inflammatory process, and of course you remain this way for several hours. This is why it's so effective to do the contrast baths right before you go to sleep. You're essentially capitalizing on all these situations all at the same time. Now, in an ideal world, you would be able to perform the contrast baths two or three times a day for the first week or so if you have plantar fasciitis. If you're able to do this, great. The reality is, is that for most active adults who have jobs, children, sporting activities, workout routines, doing that two or three times a day is pretty difficult because it's a cumbersome process. But if you're only able to do it once a day, just remember to do it at night right before you go to bed. So one warning about contrast baths, do not perform them if you have any history of diabetes, peripheral vascular disease, poor blood flow, frostbite, or Raynaud's disease. Never begin any treatment without your doctor's advice because this could cause problems for you if you have any of those other conditions. What if I have to travel and I want to do the contrast bath routines? You're listening to the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Runner's Heel Pain, self-diagnosis and self-treatment written by the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain. When runners with heel pain get help from Dr. Segler through a virtual doctor visit, they ask the same questions. How do I know I really have plantar fasciitis? What do I have to do to get my heel pain to go away? How can I stay fit and keep running while I heal my plantar fasciitis? Dr. Segler wrote the book on runner's heel pain specifically so any runner like you could get the same answers he gives to patients he sees in person. He wanted to create a way you could get $500 worth of expert advice for less than the cost of a copay right now, without waiting for some doctor's office to open. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment. This book will teach you exactly how the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain helps runners run and heal. Get the Kindle version on Amazon today for only $14.95. All right, welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. What if I have to travel and I want to do the contrast bath routines? 
For some reason, I seem to see lots of people with plantar fasciitis when they're getting ready to leave town, go on a business trip or something like that, and they really want to get this condition under control. And they'll say, well, I won't have time to do any of this until I get back from the trip. This, of course, is nonsense. Every hotel that I've ever been in has an ice machine somewhere down the hall and hot water coming from the tap in the bathroom. Many of them, of course, also have a hot tub, which makes this even simpler. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about a guy that I saw as a patient who he said that he needed to do the contrast bath routines because he realized it completely removed all of his discomfort and all this pain. Well, he and his wife were actually going to Nepal on a backpacking trip. They were going to do this long trek through the mountains. They had porters. It was a whole big organized trip. And they'd been planning this for a long time. So he was really worried that this was going to disrupt his hike and ruin his trip that he and his wife had planned. So what he did was he took a couple of pans of Tupperware that he had been using for his contrast bathroom team at home. He actually took them, stacked them, put his clothes inside them, and put them inside his pack. So it basically didn't even take up any space in his backpack. But what he did was that he, he carried these with him, and then every time they would get to a new camp, he would have the porters actually take water and heat it up in an iron kettle over a fire. He would then sit in a glacial stream with his foot in the icy cold water, and he would use that for the ice water, and then he'd use the water heated up by the kettle over the fire as the uh, hot water. And he was actually able to do this on his whole trip. And when he got back, he said that he did that every night when they got to camp and he had no pain during the entire trip. The point of this is that if he can do that in the Himalayas, you can definitely do it at home. So don't neglect this and don't just say you can't do it just because you're on a business trip. All right, so granted, contrast baths are much better than icing, but also remember that icing is better than nothing. So if you can ice several times a day when you're too busy to perform the contrast baths, that's still gonna help. And one easy solution, again, is to take a frozen bag of peas and keep it in your freezer at work. And then when you're working at your desk, you can just set your foot and your heel on top of the frozen bag of peas. The peas will conform to your foot, cradling your heel and icing it. And then after 10 minutes, just put the bag back in the freezer to use it again. That's a simple and effective way to supplement the contrast trespass when you're at work and you're super busy. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.